This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Jenny got a gun. What a hot mess Steven Tyler has been with Aerosmith and is now back and forth in rehab. Thrown out of high school, Roosevelt High School in Yonkers for what? Smoking a big fatty. And you know, clearly a pedophile on a pedestal. Traveling with an underage girl all over the country. But what the hell, he's a rock star, right? We expected, Lou, you and your friends, decadence, debauchery, Satan, and all of that. But you know, everybody is focused on that house at 105 First Avenue, Massapequa Park. You would think that the address was 1313 Mockingbird Lane, where the Munsters lived. You know, Grandpa Al Lewis. Ramshackled, broken down. Everybody goes, how could a house in such disrepair exist in bucolic little Massapequa Park, Matza Pizza Park. And so all the reporters are camped out there. All you keep getting is neighbors coming by and visitors saying, I can't believe a house like this could exist in a place in which zoning provisions are enforced, where there are community meetings, on and on and on and on. You know, if I hear any more of those stories... I'm going to say to myself, why is everybody so lazy? Why is it, as Sid Rosenberg pointed out this morning, as to why he has me on five mornings a week at 7.05, why is it I seem to be able to get all this information and all these reporters running around, hanging outside of that ramshackle house of architect Rex are coming up with nothing new? Because they're lazy. They're lazy. And unfortunately, it's symptomatic of our society now. It's much easier to just repeat what you last heard over and over and over. So, again, this uh, program, Rip and Read, and the many other programs that I do here at WABC, where WABC, the acronym stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis, is going to spend an inordinate amount of time on these serial killings. Because there is so much that I've unearthed. Be quite frank with you, uh, Justin. A lot of this is simply you Google it.
We're not talking about any great private investigator busting your shoes, you know. We're talking Google and then a follow-up, of course. You want to connect to dots. But out there in Long Island, there seems to be something that is so similar for people in Nassau and Suffolk. They act like they don't know nothing. You know, George Santos ran twice for Congress. Look at all the garbage that he brought into the campaign. And his fellow Republicans say, we didn't know nothing. The Democrats say, we didn't know nothing. And it turns out they knew everything about it. They just thought the guy wasn't going to be able to win. But they knew everything. Then we have the case of George Melius, one of the big machas out there in Suffolk County. He owns Ohika Castle. Oh, we were told over and over, oh, that's where Anthony Weiner got married to Uma. Bill and Hillary presided. If I hear that story one more time, I'm going to project out vomit. And I keep saying, wait a second. Let's tell the story. In 2014, the owner-operator, Gary Melius, is in his Mercedes Benz. He's outside. He's leaving the facility to go home. And an assassin gets out of a Cherokee Jeep wearing a fedora, no mask. It's on the video. Suffolk County Police Department has three different versions of the video, and a guy shoots at him three times, one time underneath the eye. Thank God Gary is alive. But it was clearly an assassination attempt when Gary was asked, who was it? He took the coat of Omerta, which means he knows who the guy is. And the Suffolk County Police Department and the DA and the sheriff and everybody out there knows who it is. They just figure we'll make it go away. And likewise, in the case of the serial killers, going way back to 2010, when they did not allow the FBI to get involved. They did everything to keep the FBI out. And in the next segment, I'm going to go through the laundry list of those uh, that did their best to keep the FBI out because they didn't want the FBI to uncover their own indiscretions, their own criminality, their own sexual bizarre behaviors, and how it was a little, a little cabal there at Oak Beach in that community, that gated community. But the lead story coming out of the uh, Massapequa Park residence, 105 First Avenue, for purposes of description, I'm going to refer to it as 1313 Mockingbird Lane, the Monsters House. And uh, it said there were 300 guns downstairs in a safe that were brought there by architect Rex and that he had permits for 96 of them. Most of them were rifles. Rodney Harrison, the new police commissioner who came from New York City, says, I believe the wife who said she had no idea. Yeah, Rodney, you keep believing the wife. She had no idea. There were 300 guns in her basement, sure. That's like uh, that's like an armada down there. But anyway, through a little bit of research from uh, Nancy, my wife, the e-attorney, you do the deep dive. Not difficult to see that he... Uh, architect Rex, at that same address, 105 First Avenue, Massapequa Park, was granted a concealed weapons permit registration date, April 1st, 2010. 2010! Wasn't that the beginning of the disappearances? May of 2010. That's when Shannon Gilbert ran away on that compound in Oak Beach. So I'm wondering who's friends. 
of architect Rex got him the permit. We should actually do an over-under point spread on this. Uh, maybe FanDuel will take some action on this. By the way, I hate to bust your bubble out there in Nassau County in Matza Pizza Park, but he is a registered Republican. I don't know. He probably was a big Trump supporter, too, but he was a registered Republican. And I want to know, where did he get the license for a concealed weapons permit, which is so difficult to get anywhere in New York State, from Buffalo to Brooklyn. It's, now it's almost impossible to get ever since the United States Supreme Court ruled that you should be able to get one. They have made the process impossible. But back in 2010, he gets a concealed weapons permit. Now, did he get it in Nassau County? We need to find out, Justin, who signed that permit. Or did he get it from his friends in Suffolk County where the cabal existed, all the crazy sex with the prostitutes at Oak Beach that involved elected officials, that involved police officials, that involved businessmen in nearby Riverhead? Did he get it from any of them? Or did he come into New York City where New York City Police Department at that point was selling permits for concealed weapons? And, in fact, that's how... um, the uh, deputy mayor of public safety, Phil Banks, all of a sudden uh, decided he was going to leave the police department because things were getting so hot to handle. He and others were implicated in the system in which if you came in with cash, it didn't matter who you were, they'd be more than happy to sell you a legal permit to carry a concealed weapon, whether you were an organized crime, whether you had a record, whether you were a domestic abuser. And, in fact, the Medici's would take you on these trips to Las Vegas, to the Dominican Republic, including Phil Banks, in which, uh, Justice, you would have liked this. You're on your way to uh, the DR, right? And the prostitutes are there to service you. You want to go around the world in 80 seconds? Whatever you want, the uh, Medici's were more than happy to service you. And who, who were the two? that were lining up the cops to do favors for them. Reichnitz <laughs> and Reichberg. So Phil Banks had to leave the department. Him and others were selling licenses for concealed carry permits, and they got cold busted. And he was an unindicted co-conspirator at that time, which means he became a confidential informant. That's how he avoided prosecution. And then Eric Adams resurrected him and said, oh, he's the best, the best uh, guy ever. And that's why he's calling the shots. He's really running the police department. This guy belongs in jail. So we need to establish, did this guy, out of the 300 guns that he had in his basement that Rodney Harrison said, his wife had no idea he had 300 guns down there, most of them rifles in uh, in a safe. But he also had a concealed weapons permit, maybe a few of them. Who signed off on him? Was it in Nassau County? Due to the influence of the Nassau County Republican uh, Party, because he was a registered Republican. Uh, Was it Suffolk County, where you had the cabal of uh, the freaks who were in the police department and elected office who permeated the establishment in Suffolk County? who were using Oak Beach uh, to engage in decadent sexual activity, criminal sexual activity, or did he come to New York City? Because remember, 
You have Architect Rex's office was right on Fifth Avenue in the shadow of the Empire State Building. Did he get the permit as a businessman who is based in New York City? How come nobody has come up with this? Justin, uh, nobody, right? Like, how did you get this concealed weapons permit? Not easy to get, harder to get now than ever before. People out there who haven't know how difficult it is to get it. And you had to have uh, sort of a leg up. Who who was his Medici? Who was his enabler? In fact, who gave him the permits, the 96 permits for all the other guns? Right? I want to see who the signature is. Who signed off on it? Was it in Nassau County? Was it his friends in Suffolk County? Or was it the NYPD who was selling permits at that time through the most corrupt organization of the NYPD, the unit that sells permits to have guns? You know I've just scratched the surface on this, ladies and gentlemen. You haven't heard this from anyone else, and I'm doing the deep dive with my wife, Nancy, the E-attorney. And hopefully tomorrow when I come back on at 7.05, as I am every morning with Sid Rosenberg, I'll be able to flesh this out in addition to other breaking news. Up next, they left one guy out of the cabal in Suffolk County, and I was wondering, gee, how did this guy escape being implicated in telling the FBI, you have no business in Suffolk County with all these serial killings. Stay out of Suffolk County. One guy has escaped that. We're going to reveal who was primarily responsible for keeping the FBI BI out, including, uh, as you know, Burke, the disgraziata police chief, who is like uh, a decadent uh, crazy. Steve Malone, the county executive, who knew everything that was going on in Suffolk County. Spoda, the DA. Oh, we're going to go through the whole laundry list, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want to go anywhere because you're going to learn more here than you will learn from all the other shows when it comes to the unsolved serial killings that continue out there in the south shore of Suffolk. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Riffin Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. appropriate hell's bells by acdc because there are many who are going to be going straight to hell without an asbestos suit once i'm finished with this deep dive into the unsolved serial killings in suffolk county especially those along the south shore every step of the way brings me back to 2010 no matter how I try to push forward, 
It keeps bringing me back to May of 2010. And all of a sudden, there was a escort named Shannon Gilbert, who was contacted on Craigslist by a deviant who lived on that compound in Oak Beach, that gated community. He was going through a midlife crisis, he said, and he was ordering up hookers like there was no tomorrow. In fact, he was a regular customer. And Shannon Gilbert was driven out there uh, by her pimp driver, Michael Pack. And apparently the pimp had been in touch with the John. And they wanted uh, Shannon Gilbert to do things that Shannon Gilbert was not willing to do. She was not going to comply with them. She was in this guy's house, Brewster, for three hours. Later on, the Suffolk County cops claimed that she never had sex with him in three hours. <laughs> They're going to go off. They're going to cross state lines, right? Which is a violation of the Mann Act. Exactly why Elliot Spitzer gave up the governorship when the Fed said, hey, you've been transporting prostitutes across state lines for the purpose of prostitution. You got a choice. You either go to federal uh, jail or you give up being governor. And that's how we ended up with Governor David Patterson. And the Mann Act has been out there for quite some time. The Suffolk County uh, Police Department said, no, no, no. This guy never had sex with Shannon Gilbert. So I want to take you back to the 911 call that was made in May of 2010 by Shannon Gilbert herself, who thought that these guys, her pimp and the John, were trying to kill her. She did not want to go anywhere. She was lost out there. If you go out there to Gilgo Beach, you go out there to Oak Beach, that gated uh, community, I mean, you're isolated. Why are you calling me by my name? Why? Kenny, you on the line? Stop. Stop it, please. Please, stop. Please, can you shut the door? No, Please. 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 No, please. 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 In that gated community, Oak Beach, they're telling her, well, come back to Manhattan. They had no intention of taking her to Manhattan. She was to say in the 911 calls that they were, what, do you want to kill me? And then the scream that was on the 911 call that haunts me. Every time I think of this unsolved case and the cabal, in Suffolk County that was responsible. She's running. She still has the 911 operator on. She's banging on doors and won't let her in, although they're calling 911. 
No response of the Suffolk County Police, not until a month later. And all of a sudden, Shannon Gilbert has disappeared. This is before any bodies have been uncovered. So a month later, Suffolk County PD, there's pressure on him by the mother of Shannon Gilbert and others, victim rights advocates who are saying, how, how could you not have investigated this? You didn't send any squad cars. It's clearly the cover-up was in full place. We know that in the police department at that time was Sergeant James Burke, who had been found to be having, uh, uh, well, how do I describe it? Weird sex in his patrol cars in uniform. He was coal busted, drunk and driving in uniform, committing misdemeanors in uniform. He's a sergeant in the Suffolk County Police Department, and he gets elevated to police chief by incoming Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone, who had been the town supervisor of Babylon, which incorporated that area. Ballone knew. James Burke knew. And, in fact, continue to go to that compound over and over again and get involved in all kinds of groups that were committing all kinds of sexual acts to these high-priced uh, hookers that they were bringing in from across state lines. And then remember, eventually, when Suffolk County did respond and they found uh, Shannon, a year later, Shannon Gilbert, in a pond, Right behind this Dr. Hackett's house. Dr. Hackett, who uh, would uh, actually create legal drugs, and it was thought he was feeding the drugs, very similar to what Bill Cosby was giving his victims, to sedate them, to almost knock them out so that unmentionable things could be done to them. I mean, from uh, people uh, urinating on them, defecating on them, whipping them, bondage, and yes, snuff films. I'm saying it all. Everybody out there knows what the hell was going on, but it's hush, hush, mush, mush. And then two days after Shannon Gilbert's body is found in the pond, it's ruled that she died an accidental death. You hear those screams? You think that was an accidental death? And who ended up committing suicide but Jimmy Bissett, who was the businessman from Riverhead, who had the largest gardening centers in Suffolk County and, in fact, sold a lot of burlap. And what did they end up finding, the first four victims in burlap bags? Two days after they find Shannon Gilbert in that pond, he shoots himself dead. Now, who made the determination that, in fact... This was not a murder, but an accidental death uh, to the hooker, Shannon Gilbert. It's a name that hasn't surfaced here. Then Police Commissioner Richard Dormer. You see, Police Commissioner Richard Dormer outranked Police Chief Burke. Richard Dormer originally had been the police chief, then he went off into the private sector, then he was brought in by Steve Levy, who was the outgoing county executive in Suffolk. And he was there all during the Gilgo Beach murders. A totally and purposefully botched investigation. And did he know everybody involved? Did he know James Burke? Of course. Did he know Jimmy Bissett? Yes. Steve Ballone? Yes. 
Did he know Spoda, who is still in jail? Yes. Did he know the other individual who was uh, also uh, found guilty, Christopher McPartland, who had been Suffolk County's top anti-corruption prosecutor, convicted in the conspiracy? Yeah, imagine, top anti-corruption investigator, and he's knee-deep in this. So I said to myself, wait a second. There was the Netflix movie that was done on this. It brought to light the mishandling of the investigation related to the Gilgo Beach murders by the Suffolk County's leading police officer, who has yet to be mentioned, Police Commissioner Richard Dormer. So, man, I got to do a deep dive on this. Got to start asking people about Richard Dormer. Recently passed away from can- cancer. I said to myself, okay, where did he, okay, he came from Ireland. He was a soccer enthusiast. He lived on the North Shore with his family. And um, he's the one who came out and said that her death, again, Shannon Gilbert, was the result of an accidental drowning. The former chief medical examiner of New York City, Dr. Michael Baden, Baden, uh, did an autopsy on Shannon Gilbert at the request of her mother, and he determined that she had been strangled to death. So I'm saying, oh, God, this guy, he's knee-deep in this. Wow. What role, if any, did he play? And I'm saying to myself, has anybody investigated this guy? Of course not. They're all focused on the house there in Massapequa Park instead of who this then-police commissioner Richard Dormer was. Actually, it was played by Gabriel Byrne in the Netflix movie that was called Lost Girls. Very good. We find out that, as I mentioned, Police Commissioner Richard Dormer was living up in the North Shore, a very affluent area, where a lot of these men of wealth and privilege and connections, whether politically or in business or in law enforcement, lived. And that he would play soccer in like a 40s league with a lot of guys who had come from Ireland who had settled there. That's okay. I hate soccer. But apparently Lou and Justin, he would also go to the gated community Oak Beach and use some of the houses there. And his decadence, his debauchery, his freakishness, was he was interested in three ways. Two guys, one girl. I said, well, let me get down to the nitty-gritty of this because Nobody there wants to talk. Everybody is protecting uh, everybody else, especially the outgoing um, county executive of Suffolk, uh, Steve Ballone. So I find out from people who had known him that he was a bit of a freak, like it seems everybody was out there at Suffolk. And his thing was that at the time, there really wasn't much of an Internet. He would put ads in the personal pages of the Village Voice. You know those personal ads? Lou, you you probably uh, put a few personal ads yourself. Anything uh, sexual or freaky-deaky will go in the back of the Village Voice. And oftentimes it was on the back page. I'll give you an example of what typically would go up then as sex ads. They called them personals. Are you a struggling young female who is attractive and slender? Consider being my mistress. This financially independent male, I'm 35, wants to meet you. 
write to me with your photo and phone number, and you would send it to a post office box. Huh. Well, apparently, this is what the police commissioner did back then, Richard Dormer. He liked three ways. He liked guys, with guys and gals. Naturally, he was one of the guys. He was into bondage. Gee, who else was into bondage? Oh, that's right. The police chief, Burke, who, when his duffel bag was robbed in his vehicle, went to the 4th Precinct out there and almost killed the guy who robbed it because in that duffel bag were restraining devices, were handcuffs, were DVD snuff films, the whole nine yards. And the other thing that the former police commissioner liked, Richard Dormer, he liked to drink liquid waste urine and do bondage. Gee, and he always happened to end up there in that gated compound that has come into question. It is right there at Gilgo Beach, Oak Beach. Why is it I'm able to get this information? Doesn't anybody want to go over to Oak Beach? That's where all the action was. Not in Massapequa Park. But then again, go ahead, knock yourself out, reporters, and just take whatever comes out of the Suffolk County Police Department office or the DA's office. And once again, uh, could I hear from uh, the DA Tierney, who yesterday with Sid Rosenberg made it very clear that the FBI was kept out by all these people. The FBI was not involved for, 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 the, for the longest time. I can tell you why. why. I'm sorry? Why? why? Uh, I think it was, it was a decision made by the hierarchy of, of Suffolk County that they didn't want uh, the FBI involved. And, and you know, the reasons why, uh, you know, as you said, uh, you know, uh, both the, the 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 police chief and and the former DA was was indicted and and convicted in federal court. And ordinarily, when you're committing crimes, uh, you, you people don't want the FBI around. Let's not leave out the former police commissioner. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, Justin, we got to find out what Vincent DeMarco was doing. The Suffolk County Sheriff at that time who ran the jails. May well have been issuing uh, concealed carry permits for guns. Hey, Vincent, I know you're a U.S. Marshal now. Curtis Lee was coming after you. Uh, you may be innocent, Vincent, but you got to answer my questions, Vincent. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Well, well, well. The crooked former Republican councilman of Howard Beach, Eric Ulrich, who became the crooked Republican county leader, who then uh, became a sycophantodian lackey of Eric Adams, 
raised a million dollars in matchable funds. And they put the fox in the chicken coop. They put this crook who owed the Bonanno crime family in gambling debt, $600,000, and made him the commissioner of buildings, which under normal circumstances is a corrupt agency, even when Rudy ran it and Bloomberg. Well, now we have an update. Apparently, they're impaneling a grand jury. And uh, Sid was saying, oh, Eric Ulrich, he's not a rat. Uh, let me tell you something, Sid. You know nothing. Just don't go by Eric Ulrich. I'm advising all of you. He's wired up like a Christmas tree. In fact, if you talk to him, Lou, out in Rockaway, he lives by you, he'll probably ask you to talk right into his uh, jacket lapel. This guy has been meeting with investigators from Alvin Bragg's office ever since they pinched him in November of 2022. Pulled him right off the street in Rockaway Park, two blocks from Sid's house. They snatched his uh, cell phone up. They wiped it out, took all the information, and then they released him. He agreed to be a confidential informant. The very next day he resigned, uh, and Eric Adams said, oh, I wish him the best. <laughs> and then uh, in February of 2023, Eric Adams' brother, Bernard Adams, who was brought up from the University of Virginia Commonwealth to do what? Well, he was parking cars down there. Now he was going to be the head of the mayor's security. Remember, he wanted to pay him $225,000 and was prevented from doing that. Well, Eric Ulrich has been singing like a canary. And apparently half the questions he's uh, been asked have had to do with Bernard Adams, brother of Eric Adams, his friendship with him, and also Eric Adams himself. So this is breaking news. Nobody else has this. This has been sourced out. And so whereas you all think that Eric Ulrich isn't a rat, and I've warned some of you, don't talk to this guy. He's wired up like a Christmas tree. Go ahead. Keep knocking yourself out. And he'll take you down with him. He's a crook right down to the marrow of his bone when Eric Ulrich is buried because he drops dead at greed. They'll have to find a black and decker power drill to take his casket and drill it into the ground.